Welcome to episode 128 of Moist Definitely Towelettes. Today it is me and Pissy Matt. Pissy Matt. Pissy back, back, back to that. School? Yeah. yeah. What, what should I call you? No, I, I like it. It's it's a staple. It works. I just like how you don't like any intro, any like let him know what we talk about on here. You have anything for me just straight to like, shut up. I need a couple of seconds of silence. I mean, I figure to an extent. Our guest what? today, Mr. Dan Turco, host of Supernatural Brewing's Comedy Evenings, nice. knows what's up here at Moist Definitely <laughs> and how we go. You didn't even need a paper for that. I I'm proud of you. <laughs> Very good. This is practice for Rogan. <laughs> nice. nice. It is. How are you doing today, Dan? Way to get it. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. So, What? It's my. Should I be concerned? No. Okay. It's, we'll talk about it later. It's not nicotine, is it? No. Thank no, you. Poof. Uh, weed vape <laughs> <laughs> Okay we'll talk about it later But then let me say What the fuck it is Okay It's just because they, I still can't believe You peeled off the hoodie And had the same exact T-shirt underneath it Why It's, it's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> It's very white trash of you Thank you Thank Someone you. got a bunch of souvenirs Alright but I love you Matt's kid Who is as old as Our guest today Dan I'm not that young <laughs> Alright but have fun <laughs> Now your kid's 30? No <laughs> Almost Close <laughs> Close uh, uh, That it? No Because you know, know how we start every Matt. episode no. yeah. Oh yeah Okay We turned down Matt's microphone Shut it off So that way now Me and the guest Mr. Dan Have a few minutes here Of silence So Matt, uh, Dan uh, I'm gonna do what's called The slick 10 with you It's All right. 10 quick questions First answer that comes to the tip of your tongue, just whatever you got, all right? All right. So, number one, what's your favorite pizza topping? Uh, pepperoni. Who's your least favorite comedian? <laughs> Nationally or locally? <laughs> Either uh, or. <laughs> that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, nationally, no. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... I don't like. Uh, do you want like an, an easy answer or like kind of a, a, an edgy answer? The easy answer is Jeff Dunham because um, all ventriloquists are serial killers, yeah. no exceptions. <laughs> the, uh, I guess that's the easy one. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Uh, who is your favorite politician? Ever? <laughs> ever um, uh, li li living or ever? <laughs> living or ever? Uh. It's up to interpretation. Just I, I would probably say McGovern, Charles McGovern, nice. uh, uh, 1972 Democratic uh, nominee, lost to Nixon. Uh, his campaign is immortalized in the fantastic book "Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail of '72" by Hunter S. Thompson. Oh. Uh, Biggest accomplishment in life. Oh, uh, I'll let you know when I have one. Um, <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll, I will. You will find out as soon. No, uh, I don't know. I'm doing comedy. I feel like okay. Biggest inspiration. Oh, um, in comedy or in general? Comedy. Okay, and biggest inspiration in comedy. Uh, I'd say the funniest thing I've ever seen is when I saw a large dog started having sex with a small dog and then run off, dragging the small dog with it. Nothing I've ever said or done will be as funny as that. So if I can if I can uh if I can come close, I'll be happy as a comedian <laughs> with a dog dragging another dog away. Favorite drink? Uh 
I like. Uh, I'm gonna go with alcoholic on this one. I like rum. As specific like drink with rum, or just rum if, straight? If I'm going to if I'm going to advertise for anybody, it'll be Florida Cana, uh, which is a Nicaraguan rum. Uh, they have a seven year age. It's like twenty three dollars a bottle or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good. Favorite school? Uh, the Eastern Michigan University. Did you attend? Yes. <laughs> uh, did you graduate? Yes. What was your degree? I double, I doubled. You don't listen to my material. This, uh, no, I um, <laughs> Brian doesn't listen to my jokes. No, I um, I double majored in sociology and philosophy. Uh, I have several minutes of material <laughs> on what a cool idea that was. Well, yeah, I'm opening up here to the guests yeah. here. The guests don't know you. I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, what is your biggest inspiration in life then? Uh, biggest inspiration in life? Um, I... The way that the way that like evangelical Christians talk about church bells when they like are awakened to like Jesus's love is how I talk about the clash. Uh, (laughs) I specifically (laughs) specifically London calling. Uh, That was for me something that when I was 13 or 14 and I heard it, just everything lined up and it was like, oh, I've been wandering all these years and now finally I know what I want to be like punk rock. I like old punk rock and, you know, uh, Everything that was on that album was was very important, and whether it was, uh, you know, just the music, uh, you know, the, the DIY ethic that came from that era of punk, um, far left politics, uh, you know, definitely helped radicalize me in that direction. Uh, I I played bass guitar because of Paul Simon and on on London Calling. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the classic dub and reggae was like hey you should listen to this because it's on this album you should you should do that and then and then of course all of the other great punk bands that i got into like the ramones like iggy pop and the stooges um like uh like the dead kennedys like the Minutemen, like you know all of that came from that seed of uh the clash that's a good answer that was a very good answer yeah they're perfect (laughs) it's just it's all great that is surprising coming from someone your age so that's good. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, I, I, I timed it out so that Joe Strummer died about a year before I got into him. Oh, okay. And so, like, <laughs> I'm like, these guys are great. I wonder, no. No. <laughs> Nuts. Can't see you. It's always cool to have, like, young bucks keep that kind of music going. Yeah. Like, there's always some weirdo that's, like, weirdly loves the fucking Motown or 90s shit. And then, like, you, uh, so I, I moved around a lot growing up. Okay. Uh, my my father uh, was a retail manager for Target, okay. and when Target expanded eastward, he rode that um, he rode that uh, national expansion mm-hmm. with a series of uh, promotions, okay. which was good. It was good for good for us, good for our family, but it also meant that I went to seven schools. <laughs> All right, uh, I went to three middle schools, which is more than you should. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, so I um, I was always used to. I got very used to very quickly liking things that a lot of my peers didn't like because I had just been exposed to different things mm-hmm. kind of in our travels. So I got over really at a pretty young age. I got over like, okay, you're not going to like things that are popular yeah. because something that's popular in this crowd isn't necessarily popular in, in, in this crowd or in the school. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to like what I like. Yeah. And if it turns out, it's not like I'm some edgelord who's like, oh, I only like obscure music. I, I listen to like 
Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I like Star Wars movies. They're yeah. you know the Marvel movies are yeah, really yeah. popular things. Yeah. Um, but I don't care if something's popular. Yeah. I Who feel was you. the uh, first person that let you or uh, introduced you to the Clash? It was uh, my friend insists that it was it was her, but I think it was her older sister who lent yeah. me the the the, the album. Uh, she lent me that, and she lent me um, she lent me London Calling and Quebec by Ween, which is also one of my favorite bands um, to this day, and a, and a fabulous record if you like alternative rock. Hmm. So, is that on tape, CD? I'm sorry. Did you listen to it on tape? It was CD. CD? It was CD. This nice. would have been in 2003. Okay. 2002, 2003. So. Nice. Um, these would have been CDs. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't, I did not pirate them. I just borrowed them and yeah, yeah. copied them onto my computer. That's cool. You know, the, the honest way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the honest way. The way that gets, uh, the way that will d- download significantly fewer viruses to your computer. Um, As you dug deeper into that, music did any other album do that for you? Uh, I you know I can listen to I can listen to the first four Ramones albums okay. any day of the week like oh. they're they're great um, Raw Power by Iggy Pop and the Stooges is uh, you know the track one you know it's like getting slapped in the face yeah. it's great um, it literally is bringing a smile to your face yeah. as you talk about yeah, it. it's, it's awesome dude no it's I I, I I'm I'm a very obsessive person mm-hmm. um, I love to learn and research and i'm you know i i listen to full albums yeah i, I mean i'll listen to songs individually but i, no, I do that too i really appreciate I like listening that. to the the whole statement that that is a record mm-hmm. um so for me it was like okay you love the clash yeah. this is amazing who did they like yeah the ramones buy it yeah. who did they like the stooges buy it who did they hang out with mc5 buy it okay who loved the mc5 dead kenny buy it who did they hang out with um you know, uh, Minutemen, buy it. Yeah. Who do they hang out with? Who's Gerdu? Buy it. Who they like? The replacements, buy You know, and just kind of mm-hmm. grew organically because back then, before um, you could torrent an entire discography in a, in in a minute or two. You know, I remember having allowances and then having paychecks from awful hourly jobs, and trying to decide what CD I was going to buy next. Yeah, yeah. Because you had to grow it that way. Yeah, that's cool. And you had to kind of seek it out, and and Wikipedia was just in its infancy, mm-hmm. and and that sort of like yeah, you could find information on the internet, yeah. But in terms of like academic pop culture, didn't exist, yeah. So I had to buy, I had to read books, I had to you know read magazines yep. and hope that they could point me in the directions or talk to my friends who were into this or my friends' older siblings who were into these things, and um, and hope that uh. I would eventually land on the right uh the right thing. It's cool. It's like you literally it was like a murder mystery as you were figuring out what fucking kind of music you wanted to get into and it, it was like it's almost like a it was like scratch offs. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, you you scratch this part and on what's underneath this one? Oh, it's Zen Arcade. Okay. You know, what's underneath this one? It's double nickels on the dime. Mm-hmm. You know, what's under this one? Milo goes to college, so uh, that was kind of the the organic way that it, that it kind That's of. It's a good grew. way to look at it. And it took forever. Okay, you'll like that with everything in in life. Like if 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 you like a book, then you're gonna jump down that same rabbit hole. Yeah. And figure out. Okay. Yeah, I try to be a completist on. I will not get into something if I don't think I can be a completist on it. Okay. So there's a lot of really good TV shows that I haven't watched yet mm-hmm. because I cannot consume them. Not like in the binging sense, but I just can't consume all of it because yeah. it's not done yet. 
That makes sense. Like I've waited, you know, I, I've I haven't watched it yet. I wait. I purposely waited on Game of Thrones for it to end, mm-hmm. so then I could just consume it, and without having to wait. All right. You don't enjoy like that the week to week or the build up or talking with like people or your coworkers. I don't get me wrong. I, mean, I never watched Game of Thrones. I wasn't. I'm not into that kind of stuff. But I. Uh, I, that's one thing that I noticed like at work everybody was always talking about it they're involved yeah. I mean monoculture is dead <laughs> uh, the, that idea of you know the water cooler is dead yeah I think when I think about TV and this super super far up my ass um, when I think about TV it reminds me of comic books in a bad way so uh, I'm a I'm a big comic book guy too shocker mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I have a degree in philosophy. I am obsessive about music, and I uh, collect comic books. I am the least sufferable person uh, anyone has ever met, ever. Um, I got opinions. Yeah. A um, couple. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, you see this problem in comic books over the last 15 or 20 years, where comic books are written for the trade. And I just did air quotes, but in audio medium <laughs> yeah. is useless. Um Go get them, Dan. Yeah. Uh, it helped me. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, comic books come out monthly, t- typically. So they're paced a certain way. Mm-hmm. But when starting in the 90s, uh, the publishers realized that there was a market for selling them as collections or trade paperbacks. Uh, now what you're seeing is books are being written to be paced out, to be read all at once as a trade paperback and not paced monthly Mm -hmm. and i think you see that with tv if you watch netflix is particularly bad about it take uh orange is the new black yeah uh if you had to watch an episode of orange is the new black once a week for 12 weeks or or however long the seasons are uh, you would stop watching after about two because the pacing is so slow yeah and because nothing ever fucking happens Mm -hmm. um because it's designed to be consumed four or five hours at a time and not spread out like lost i don't want to say lost started it because i didn't mean to but there was like one of the middle seasons of lost like yeah not like, the, this is garbage yeah, the one what they, happened yeah. yeah they had a couple flashback they had like a couple of dumb flashback episodes the one where jack did the tattoo episode yeah yeah, yeah. they were like locked in cages for like 10 episodes in a row mm-hmm. um you know, it was just several episodes would happen, happen, and then nothing would just nothing would happen. So, I feel like a lot of even stuff that isn't made to be streamed initially is written for the stream. Okay, yeah, like yeah. all of, all of these TV shows are are designed to you chunk them over the weekend and not spread them out in a meaningful way. So, if you don't watch stuff until it's completed, do you watch them at four or five hours at a time, or? Yeah, usually two or three. Okay, that's cool. You know, when, when my wife and I are hanging out at home. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you research the shit out of a show before you watch it like you do? I'll, I'll research it after. Okay. Uh, a lot of times. Just I'll, to see I'll if you can to... link anything to it or... Just to see kind of what else, you know, if, if I think if I think somebody had a good performance, mm-hmm. what else were they in? Yeah. If I think an episode was well written. Yeah. You know, or, or something like that. What else have they done? You know, it's tie it it's like a, a web yeah i do that too like if i see someone like i'll literally go see a movie because i like just a particular actor in it yeah i wouldn't know shit about the movie yeah. but i'm like i like this actor so i'm gonna go see it for that well and you can you can stumble across some stuff that never found an audience mm-hmm. 
or didn't find enough of an audience so it didn't exist for very long when you kind of follow those weird little those digressions yeah uh and you can find those kind of those little hidden gems of, mm-hmm. of pop culture that you know are they're great do you still do your research old school or are you just straight to google and big wikipedia guy yeah okay big big wikipedia guy but i do like um books about media okay um so like uh oral histories of different tv shows or just like that kind of writing that's cool sweet boss man the oral history of the daily show is a really good one i wrote that one last year or the John Stewart Daily Show. So All right. Not a lot of Craig Kilborn in it. You don't, you're not a, uh, what's his name? No. Noah. Trevor Noah. No, Trevor, Trevor Noah. Uh, I think Trevor Noah is fine. Yeah. Um, but Just I fine. I think. I, it's, it's. <laughs> There'll never be another John Stewart, but. Yeah, I mean, I think John, you know, for, for, for who I was when I consumed John Stewart, mm-hmm. that was very important to me. Yeah. You know, I running home from the bus stop. Okay. To catch the the two thirty two o'clock and two thirty reshowings of that and Colbert was like a big part of my like a big part of my developmental years. Right. Um, you know, so you you'll never have that level of, you know, yeah. you know now you get older, you know, you, you don't have that. It's become my basically my. I don't watch local news like I watch the Daily Show at mm-hmm. eleven and then I'll start getting ready to go to bed and shit. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like Trevor now, but even at the end of John Stewart, I started to kind of back off a little bit yeah. because I had grown apart <laughs> you know the best thing about John Stewart is his fucking facial expressions I'm telling he's, you I mean sometimes he would just look in the camera and I would piss my pants <laughs> I, I think that and his ability to identify and develop talent yeah well that too yeah. I mean there's a lot of you forgot how many good people are oh, on yeah. the Daily Show they're all over they've yeah. taken over television yeah he's like the um What's his name? Bill Belichick tree of fucking... Yeah, except except uh, Stewart's guys are actually successful. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. That's true. We can't talk no sports around Brian. He has no idea no, what we're I'm talking not, about. I'm the least sports... Even though I I'm, have sports... Yeah, there was a lot of sports on there. I'm a big... For uh, being a, as big a nerd I am, I, I'm a big sports guy too. So. Yeah. What's your I, favorite sport? I grew up loving ice hockey. Okay. I, uh, I like hockey. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one that I used to follow. I haven't followed it in the last few years because the Red Wings are kind of hard to watch. Yeah, but, they're, uh, <laughs> they're bad. Yeah. No, I told my wife um, that when we have kids, I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to push them towards hockey and we're just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> You're going to have to be okay that that's going to happen because I, I just I like it a lot. You played as a kid, right? Yeah, I played um, through high school. Through high school? Nice. Were you... Uh, how good were you? What position? Uh, I, I wasn't. Did you I wasn't, suck? I wasn't, I wasn't great. I wasn't yeah. very good. No, I am. Um, you never broke professional or anything. It's all politics, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all politics. No, I um, I, I I went into youth hockey later than probably I should have because my parents didn't want me to play it because it was expensive. Yeah, which is not wrong. And then one of the times we moved, I then took a couple years off because again they didn't super want me to play it. Yeah. Um, and then when I got back in, so I was, um, I was okay. Okay. I was, uh, I was just a guy, yeah, just um, but I guy. played, played wing. Um, I was pretty fast. Um, I'm smaller, so that was good. Yeah. That works um, to your advantage. Yeah. So that was, that was my, uh, my, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I like, I like hockey. I like it a What lot. was the, uh, what's the craziest story that you had from being on a hockey team? Uh, it's gotta be Were you ever like a, on a travel team? Like, what, did your high I did, school travel? I did. Um, I did a little bit of traveling. Uh, so I, I went to two high schools, and uh, the first high school I went to was in Connecticut, and 
Connecticut high school hockey is organized uh, kind of like European soccer, uh, where the good teams are in the good division and then the bad teams are in the bad division. There's mm-hmm. three divisions and they have promotion and relegation. Okay. Which is really smart. Yeah. Because it doesn't have like it's not like football where it's like, oh, you have more kids. You're probably a better team. It's hockey. It's kind of like, oh, you just have more kids that play hockey. You're probably a better team. (laughs) So it was like it was always really weird. And our conference had uh, had teams from all three divisions. So we were like middle of the way team. But like we had teams that were like Div one and they'd beat us 10 nothing and then we had teams that were div three and we'd beat them 10 nothing so it was kind of all washed but we would do uh in connecticut there aren't a ton a ton of municipal rinks like out here in michigan like every town has an ice rink like yeah. everyone does um in connecticut that's not as common so a lot of teams played at prep schools so those like like rosemary choate uh Taft or Kent School, uh, Taft, uh, Deerfield, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Loomis Chafee, all these like JD Salinger set pieces, you know, we, we they, the p- local public school w- would rent their ice, you know, so we'd be like pulling up in a bus and, you know, we'd be going to some high school that has more money than my university by a lot uh, <laughs> and more Ivy and shit like that and probably more rapists, but, <laughs> you know, you do what you get Maybe. by. That's, I mean, no. <laughs> No, what we do now about about prep schools in the Northeast, I think, uh, you know, that's kind of how it goes. But two rapists to every hockey ring, something like that. <laughs> Only two, very generous, but but yeah, and and it was just we would just oh, play at the shit. weirdest rinks though. Um, we played at UConn, University of Connecticut's rink. Mm-hmm. One of the high schools rented theirs. Uh, we would play at. Um, there was one down near uh, down near New Haven, which was an outdoor rink with a roof, and uh, that one sucked to play at because it was super cold, mm-hmm. uh, and because it's nighttime, you're playing at night, playing at seven o'clock at night, right? And uh, because it had a roof, it had rafters, and because it had rafters, it had pigeons, and because it had pigeons, <laughs> it had pigeon shit in the ice. <laughs> so like you're like like after you're done, you're like I gotta wash my skates. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta wash yeah. these. Wash everything. I gotta give. I gotta wipe these things down because this is not what should be on a skate. <laughs> so I mean, I don't really have a lot of super exciting stories. So, you know, but can you, you know, still skate? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm a very very strong skater. Um, so it's something you probably like even if you didn't do it for like a year as soon as you put them on you could do it yep. yeah I could never get the balance I could rollerblade yeah it's and regular it's, roller skate but I can never ice skate I'm not a very good rollerblader oh okay uh, cause the like the angle that you push off is different yeah they say it's completely different yeah even though it looks so similar yeah I uh can you ice skate Brian I I'd like to see that and ice <laughs> yes <laughs> But I was uh, more at, for inline skating for a while there. I was used doing it as exercise in the summer. I would go to, there's a rink in I'd my I'd like to see oh, that, too. So. I, uh, I'm a pretty good skater, actually. Okay. Rock on. Not backwards. I can go forward. <laughs> I show off. Yeah. Because I cannot control myself. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, good skater. Do you, like, go to the rink downtown Detroit doing, like, figure skating moves? With I can't play? do figure skating moves. Uh-huh. Checking eight-year-olds, like, move it. <laughs> we, uh, no, my wife won't let me know. Um, <laughs> No, I uh, I'll do um, I I'll go to Arctic Edge in Canton. That's the closest rink to where okay. we live because we live in uh, we live in in Canton, so that's a couple miles away. Yeah, 
but we're getting ready to to move to the northern part of Westland. So okay. I'll probably have to start going to. You I want to give us our address while we're recording yeah. this to put on the internet. I'm living. I'm south. I'm gonna have to switch rinks. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to learn a new open ice schedule and hope that their prices are are just as good. And actually, I know rink. of a few in that area. I can let you know about. Yeah, Devin. You know Devin, Devin Ayers over there. Uh, Eddie Edgar's over there. Uh, Madonna's rink yeah, is over there. So. Well, still Michigan. Every town still has a rink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's a few around us, and I don't know how to do it. So. No, never? You've never learned or never could? My kids don't know how to? No. I, I've got on one. Is it because dude, that it just, the, the skate doesn't look like a Jordan? You just can't get it on your foot? Uh, you could probably find some. <laughs> the ice skating date was one that, that's a good date. Yeah. It's yeah. a good date. I was say, you probably crushed it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, is was, that your favorite t- date uh, style? No, I like, uh, I, I, um, I'm, I'm a good cook. Oh, okay. So tell us about your ideal date, Dan. I just... I just <laughs> With, off, with you, with you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, taking me out for a nice. I, uh, oh, I'm not taking you out. I'm gonna yeah, make dinner. Go I'm gonna make dinner okay. at home. I see you have a get home. Yeah, because I can cook. We're really we're doing this. What's so, your okay. What's your favorite thing to cook? Uh, what if I, you had a signature dish? Like your wife was like, "This is Dan makes the best." Uh, it depends on the meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do. Um, I do a. I do a. Uh, apple. Rum, cinnamon glazed pork chop. Whoa, that sounds that's good. Sounds um, sexy, dude. <laughs> I will do a. Uh, My panties are coming yeah, off, dude. <laughs> I'll do. Um, I have a sirloin tip with red wine sauce type of thing. Uh, that that comes out pretty good. Uh, I have a, uh, like a, it's almost like a scampi sauce, like a like a spicy scampi, mm-hmm. like okay. butter sauce that I'll do sometimes. Um. You're you're winning me over too. Yeah, it's saying. good with good with good on shrimp. It's good on uh, crab. It's good with uh, just tortellini. It's like something like that. Um, I'll make it as a side sometimes. Now, um, did you grow up in a household where there was a lot of cooking? Like, did you learn it at home? Did you learn? I, where did you learn it? From? I mean, my mom's a good. My mom. My mom is a good cook. Uh, she did not show me how to cook because I was a surly teenager, a surly and off-putting teenager. Um, so that didn't go well. Uh, I taught myself to cook when I went to college because I realized that that was a good way to show off to girls. Yeah, it helps. Was like, hey, I need something to separate myself. What if I learned to cook? That's and funny. I and then I did. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the bass wasn't doing it for him. No. No, 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 that was that didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> did you did you play bass for a while? Do you still play? I um I don't still play. I played for a while. Um I had tried out to be in some bands uh at different points in time and just it never really it just wasn't something that I was particularly good at. Okay. Uh and it just never really co- co- connected with me the way that Gotcha. Like doing comedy does. Like comedy's yeah. like, yeah, this is a creative thing I can do that connects with me and I feel yeah. good doing. Uh, whereas like bass was like, yeah, it's kind of a chore. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. I could. I can't play any instruments. As much as I love music, dude, it's like I can't. It. I'm not incompetent behind the drums. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not bad at that. That's uh, cool. So you got drums and bass. You play anything else? No. 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 No, I, I well let me rephrase that. I can play drums. I don't. I wouldn't say that I, I can do both of those things. I wouldn't say that I actively do. That's not. Got gotcha. Probably the way to do it. 
You still have a base at your house? Uh, in our basement, yes. Yeah, okay. Downstairs, yeah. It's. I've talked to my wife about... Because my wife is way better at music than I am. My wife grew up playing violin. She can play piano. All right. um, I think she can play viola um, and other string instruments like that. And I've been like, man, we should sell this bass because we probably make... You know, it's a, it's a, it's a Fender J bass. We probably make a couple hundred bucks on it. Yeah. And she's like, no, I might want to learn how to play it at some point. And I'm like, all right, well, it's going to be in the basement then. That's cool, though. <laughs> She still have her instruments instruments around? Yeah, she has. Um, she still has violin, and we don't have a keyboard though. Okay. Does she ever just break it out and play violin to you? Uh, she should, but she doesn't. No, <laughs> she should. She. Um, my wife's a teacher, so she'll start practicing. She typically will like do that in the summer. Okay. Like to kind of like just keep busy. Got you. She'll start playing again in the summer. That's cool. Yeah. I just imagine you cooking up one of those sauces, and she's playing the fucking violin. Nice little environment. You guys should open like a bed and breakfast. I, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I like cooking for myself. I don't, I'm very anxious when I cook for people who aren't my wife at this point. Like when yeah. I have, like I like having people over for dinner and then once they come over and I'm like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> this stressful. Yeah. Now I got to worry because <laughs> my wife will just be nice to me. Now yeah. I, these people aren't going to be, be as nice to me as some of the others. Were. Has anybody ever eaten anything that you like cooked? Yeah, yeah. Then, I've had. I, well, have, I mean, just and then just like shit on you about it? No. Or? Yeah. Not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to not to be personally, but I'm the same way though. Every night after dinner, I, you, you in the bathroom spitting it out in the toilet. Okay. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> it's like you want to be like a perfectionist at like everything. Like I just want everyone to like what i've created and shit well and like it's tough too because everyone's palate's different mm, yeah, right? so like, i'm used to cooking for my wife's yeah. palate for the most and i'm definitely used to cooking for mine so like i can be like okay i like these things my wife likes these things i can combine them and make this yeah you know and then like somebody new comes in and i'm like all right well now i'm walking out on a limb because yeah. i'm not going to change it because i don't know what you like yeah so hopefully you That's like a good way to look you know it. what i put together do you do anything with the grill in the summertime uh, I'm not a great griller, no. but I'm getting better. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, I ate a lot of sausage. No, um, <laughs> okay. sure do. I love sausage. No, it's I like grill. good in particular. I'm I, seeing I, a theme here. Like <laughs> one of your favorite ba- bands is ween. You like to eat sausage. I, um, so my family is my, uh, so Turco is an Italian name. Oh, so we're, we're Italian and, uh, we, my dad would uh, make sausage periodically when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get a bunch of pork and, you, you know, mix different spices in with it and then shove it into different pork. And then it's a sausage, uh, you know. And, uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we would just do that growing up. And you can kind of, you can mess around. With it. It's fun. To, it's fun to make once you get over that you're making sausage. <laughs> <laughs> once you get over that initial shock, it's actually a lot of yeah, fun. Because yeah. you can do whatever you want with it. Because what we'll do is we'll get, um, we'll either grind it or, or get pre-ground just pork, and then you just mix spices in with it. Yeah. You know, so you pour a bunch of wine, put a bunch of different peppers in, you know, onions, garlic, whatever you want. You take a little handful of it, you throw it in a skillet, cook it up, eat it, and be like, needs more fennel. And then you can just kind of do what you want with it. So it's actually, it's, it's a versatile food to make yeah. Um, yeah. and gives you a lot of space to, to customize. Um do you make a lot of sausage still? Um, not as much as I would like to because it is... I mean, if I make sausage, it's usually loose sausage now. What, what's uh, a loose sausage? It's just the sausage. Not in the casing. Oh, not yeah. in the casing. Yeah. 
Because casing is it's it's just a pain to do case. It's yeah. Unless you're making a lot of sausage at once, uh, getting casing is not worth the hassle. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, because they sell it in like fifty feet like increments. So it's like ah, I just want you know a handful of links yeah, and a couple like, condoms I worth. Got, <laughs> yeah, you know it's not it's too much. I make um yeah so loose sausage meat uh, meatballs. That's good. You know just and then you bake them. Uh, you gonna be all right over yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah, the cat was rubbing up on my face. Or- yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> but yeah, you throw it in the oven. Has that good toasted fennel smell coming off? It's great. That's a great smell. That's nice. Sausage is good. I mean, yeah. as funny as it fucking is yeah, to I know. Say like, shit, but like it, it lends itself to euphemisms, and you just gotta kind of own yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. yeah, this is what we're doing. It's all it's gross, and it's also an entendre. Yeah, uh, I agree. Do you do you have experience making other kinds of meat or with? Uh... Uh, my I my I haven't made it personally. I have I have a recipe book at home waiting. I'm like you should make chorizo, and I'm like yeah, I'll get to it eventually. Um, my dad, uh, a coworker of his, came over because uh, he would invite a bunch of friends over, and they'd all make sausage together, and you know break out bottles of wine, put on some Rat Pack, and you know just have an afternoon of it. And yeah. he'd use it as like a fundraiser for our church. That's okay. cool. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of thing. And uh, one of these coworkers, a friend of his, brought um, a, a bratwurst recipe over too, which is pretty similar. Just beer instead of wine mm-hmm. and a uh, couple of different spices. But yeah, it's. Um, I want to make. Um, I do want to make chorizo uh, at some point because I. It's good and it's good loose. Like, you don't have to, yeah. to case it. Like, chorizo is something that, you know, if you have it in tacos or in like a scramble or burritos, it's not usually cased. Right, right. It's tasty too. You might be the, the most sophisticated guest we've had on so far. Uh, let me tell you about, let me tell you about, <laughs> let me tell you about sausage. <laughs> um, uh, let's tell go. us about the philosophy around sausage. It's uh, it's the working man's meat. <laughs> it's the work. It's the peasant. It's peasant meat. There's a the name of your episode right there. Working, working man's meat. Working man's meat. <laughs> like that. It's portable. You can eat it on the go. You can smoke it. It lasts for a while. What it's is a, your favorite? Here we go. If this what's my favorite food, sausage? Dude, I'm gonna slap you. Like, what's my favorite sausage? What's my favorite sausage? <laughs> If your bologna had a first name, uh, <laughs> I just for for, for dinner before I came down here, I had fr- uh, fr- fried uh, kibasa loaf in a sandwich for, okay. for dinner go. on my way down. I think that covers all no. bases right there. I was going to a Polish sausage. No, I, if, if we're doing favorite sausages, just a good Italian sausage, fen- like southern, like fennel. Red pepper, red wine. That's oh, I meant like like brand wise. Oh, brand. brand. Oh, uh, a good brand. Uh, Bar S go from fucking all these motherfuckers. Uh, well, no, this is it comes up because me and my wife have been discussing this a lot lately, and we're sausage talk. Yes, yeah, specifically. Yeah, sausage. I bet uh, uh, that we're big fans of Dearborn. Dearborn makes a good kibasa. Yes. Yeah, it's good yes. kibasa. And Kowal- Kowalski That's specifically does Specifically, what we were talking about yeah. was kibasa. And Kowalski does too. Yeah, yeah, and so do they. But I still think Dearborn's is better than Kowalski's. Kowalski's is good. It's like one and one A for me. Um, yeah, they're both up there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so that those are good. And then the local chain plug, um, Cantoros. Cantoros? Mm. Has good uh, house made sausage. Okay. And what I'll do with those uh, is I'll make what my wife calls lottery sausage. Yeah, I know. Mm. So this is. <laughs> you're getting a lot of good episode titles out of this one. Yeah, yeah. 
I like that. So what um what I'll do is I will take um I'll make uh, pasta, I make spaghetti or something, and I will take depending how many people you know a handful of different types of so- of Italian sausage, hot, regular, mm-hmm. some with like the cheese and peppers mixed in. I'll cook them all together in in a pan with some wine. Uh, when they're done cooking, I will cut them up into you know one inch segments or yeah. or whatever. Throw them in the sauce heat that all up mix it all together and then you serve that with the pasta and you don't know what you're going to get so as you're going through you're like oh this is a sweet one or ah oh, this one's a hot one it's just it keeps you well, toes. keeps you it's just a variety you know? i like it that's a good idea yeah doritos but, did that a while ago with uh the, they had no it's it so white trash of you know, to bring yeah. that up brian <laughs> it was like uh they had nacho cheese and then they had other ones in the bag that were like super spicy yeah, but i'm white trash i remember i know i'm just yeah. trying to make a connection any 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 local supermarket though would have different like kroger has pretty okay. good ones too like that i'll do that with if i don't like if you get the the Different color Doritos, Locos, shells it. <laughs> you want uh, any specific? Co- no, just mix it up. I want to be surprised and shit. But no, that's a good idea. I like that. Just go to. And s- you don't know which. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and how it's to be going ape shit. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much longer to cook. It doesn't. It cooks the same. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Lottery sausage. So, would you like to ask a non-food related question? I was just gonna say. Sure. So, uh, I mean, eventually, you got to get into the cornball shit, right? Oh, dude. What uh, what got you into comedy, man? I mean, let's 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 go uh, down that path, I guess. Let's see. Um, Robin Williams killed himself, <laughs> and I saw him like, oh, there's an opening. <laughs> there's, there's space, dude, dude. Let me just pause you off for a second. It's so funny you said that because when I was in, when I was in high school, this might date me a little bit, Ooh. but. Uh, one of my teachers was like, did you hear John Candy died? And I was like, yeah, I heard about it. And he was like, well, there's an opening. I'm like, oh, so like you mean to be in movies and, you know, be funny? He's like, no, another fat guy to have a heart attack. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, that's fucking hilarious, too. Yeah. yeah. No, for me, it was like, uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I, when I was growing up, I moved around a lot. So I, I, I got used to using comedy as a way to uh, deal with bullies. Um <laughs> Of which I knew many, um, <laughs> of which I was frequent a frequent uh, target. Uh, I would, yeah. There was a relationship there <laughs> that you could call that. Uh, I just keep imagining you winning comedian of the year, and as you're up there, you're like, I just want to thank Robin Williams for doing that. Appreciate <laughs> it. You're, you're, giving uh, me a lot of, you're giving me a lot of credit to think that I will ever taste success. Um, it's still worth that visual. Yeah. Um, no, so I, 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 you know, got used to being. I wasn't like the class clown necessarily because I wasn't popular and class clowns are always popular. But I got used to being funny. And I probably should have realized I liked doing comedy in high school. Yeah. But I didn't because I was a dumb 16-year-old. And then I went to college. um, I tried writing. Uh, I tried writing like uh, short fiction and and, things. scripts and things like that mm-hmm. i was bad at it mm-hmm. um i was bad at in particular i was bad at the editing process and and the, the not like getting feedback you know and be like no these words are great but more of like ah, these words are not very good and someone's confirming that for me i don't have the gumption to try to make them better like i don't have that kind of the patience to go through the editing process okay 
but I liked being funny in college and was in positions of leadership in different organizations and, and would be funny there. Um, and then, you know, I just, at, at a certain point I was just like, well, what if I tried doing comedy? That might be, you know, that, that might work. And then, um, and, and you're going to hate, you're going to hate this. Um, so I, I did, um, I did Joey's in Livonia. Okay which is since uh rip is since closed and i was doing um i just called in got on the open mic and i was doing a bit about uh kielbasa <laughs> so, go with go with go with what you know yeah yeah because uh-huh. my because um my family's also polish uh, my mom my mom's side in particular is very polish so um i had a bit a long since retired bit about uh when you're polish you have uh pork at every meal and uh, you know you have you have, you have bre- you know breakfast sausage for breakfast, a hot dog for lunch, <laughs> kielbasa for dinner. And, you know you don't stop and reflect about how horrible that was because you're pulled. You know and just you know stuff like that. Yeah, very pedestrian. You know, like I said, long since retired. Mm-hmm. And um, part of the bit was about how yeah we'll have ham at Thanksgiving. You know we'll have a turkey and then we'll have ham and then we'll have kielbasa just in case the ham's taken too long. <laughs> Fast track it. <laughs> and that's all true. Um, and there was a woman in the audience, and she wasn't laughing, but I was new enough that I didn't realize that that wasn't good. <laughs> but she was just nodding ahead, like nodding along knowingly, and um, like just like I, my my life experience of of having kielbasa at thanks every Thanksgiving uh, was reaching this stranger. And, and my experience was relating to her experience and, and that's art. That's the purpose of art. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow, this feeling right now is a feeling that I have never felt before and never want to go away. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep doing this now because this is the only thing that's ever given me that light, even even for a second. So that's why I, I, uh, I, I do comedy. That's, that's, that's I've idea. heard it said a, probably a billion different ways and that's probably the, the best way that I've heard it said. It would have been better if she was laughing. No, I don't, I don't think it would because like, cause when you finally do get a laugh and especially if it's something in your head, you're like, no one's going to laugh at this. No one's even going to get where the fuck it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And then when you do get laughs, you're like, oh yeah, that feeling's fucking amazing. It's, but. A, it's about making, and not just comedy, but it's true of all art and uh, comedy is art. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> um, kind of going, going in, going in hot. Um, it's it's to take your experience and and give that to other people mm-hmm. or, or take your feelings or take a feeling and then give that to somebody else yeah. and uh you know so i can when you especially in comedy because it's so subjective you know people you're either funny or you're not yeah you don't have, you don't have choice in that man yeah you know you can't be like oh you, you didn't get it no yeah. you laugh you, yeah you failed sorry you know better luck next time and that's um you know, there's no technical. Com- I mean, there's a technical component to being a comedian, but it's not like, oh, that was out of tune, or oh, that was off time. Yeah. Right, right. You know, it's they either like you or they don't, mm-hmm. and they're right either way. So, yeah. you know, make do with what you can. Agreed. Yes, sir. Yes, so sure. You said your biggest inspiration in comedy was a uh, big dog having sex with a little dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, a more real answer. Like I, the comedians I like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first comedian I remember liking a lot was Dimitri Martin. Okay. Awesome. He was the one. He was the one yeah, who, yeah. when I was in high school, 
his stuff was like this is great yeah. <laughs> you know i mean, I mean jim gaffigan and like a lot of other comedians but dimitri martin was the first one who was like yeah that's that's comedy mm-hmm. that's funny you know that's good so you weren't like because me and uh Dushler, the other co-host that's sometimes here uh I always talk about how we came up, but we're about the same age. Uh, when the time of like Comedy Central and stuff, so we yeah. would always watch like a lot of like you weren't big into comedy specials and things like that. I mean, they'd be on, and I definitely watched them, uh, but I didn't. It wasn't like an obsession the way that other things were. I didn't think about it. Okay, like I, I like I would watch comedy and I, I would consume, you know, the half hour specials, or I would consume. Uh, uh, you remember Shorties on Shorties, like the yeah. animated one they had yeah, would be like yeah. five minute bits. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd watch stuff like that and, you know, some of the specials and uh, I didn't get into like stand up that way until really like the end of high school, college. Nope. And even, even then, like even today, compared to a lot of other comics, I'm not the student of comedy that a lot of others yeah. of, like I don't watch a ton of specials because I'm out doing comedy two to four nights a week I don't want to watch more of it when I get home yeah. necessarily yeah. Um, like, I, like I will like if somebody has like an hour out that I want it like, uh, like I like John Mulaney a lot he, oh he has a new hour I'm gonna go watch it mm-hmm. I like Mike Birbiglia a lot oh he has a new hour I'm gonna go watch it um, but if, if uh, you know Netflix puts out a new hour like every week yeah, I don't watch a lot of those unless unless I've been told by a bunch of people. Oh, you got to see so and so's new special. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know Gary Goldman. Oh, you got to go see Gary Goldman's yeah, new yeah. special. It's great. Okay, and, and it's great. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't. It's I'm afraid of it influencing me too much, and I'm afraid of of trying to to crib. And maybe that's just a lie. I tell myself because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's. I think I, the influence is more like they persuade you into thinking about certain topics sometimes. Yeah. That's why sometimes I'll have to like stop watching comedy too. It's like... I'm afraid of getting people's inflections. Yeah. Like I'm afraid of that. Mm-hmm. But like when I was growing up, I like scripted comedy. Yeah. You know, I love the John Hughes movies. Yeah. You know, Ferris Bueller, mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. Good. I love Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. I love... Um, you know a lot of a lot of those types animal house love them you know so i, I grew up watching and then you know like a lot of sim you know the simpsons mm-hmm. and uh you know kind of weirder little like clone high is one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. uh freaks and geeks is one of my like I, i'd watch stuff like that and that was to me what funny was 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 scripted stuff yeah and i realized i couldn't do that <laughs> so then i'm like well maybe i should try when you don't have a script but not improv i'm not doing that yeah <laughs> And that so, was so you serial killers also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never tried uh, like acting or things like that. You said you I, were writing earlier. I had um, I was in drama club in high school. Uh, the first high school I went to, I was in a one act play as part of the one act festival, and that went well. We're not bad at it. Didn't go poorly. <laughs> which, you know, which when you're 15 is really like the best, you know, for, yeah, yeah. it's a win. Yeah. I didn't disgrace myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I then moved to a smaller high school that had significantly fewer resources for, for the arts in particular. And they only did one musical a year. I cannot sing. No, I'm, not at all. Yeah. Can't sing. Okay. Can't, I, I'm tone deaf. Can't sing. <laughs> um, so I had like a, a background role 
and I'm just like, yeah, no, not. So like when I got to college, I tried out kind of non-seriously for, I think a one act festival at Eastern did not get a call back, did not have a good audition. (laughs) Like uh, there were, they weren't wrong for saying no, they were right. And, uh, I just kind of was like, all right, well, I'm not an actor, which I never was. I'm like, I'm a writer, but I can't do that either. So okay. guess not. Fair. What about scripted comedy? You ever want to write that? I uh, I tried that. Um, somewhere in a filing cabinet at Eastern is a fucking terrible one-act play I tried writing. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a fucking bad clerk's knockoff almost. <laughs> it was so fucking terrible. <laughs> I'd it's like to so, see that. It's so embarrassingly bad. <laughs> it was like... It, it was like a, a bad clerks knockoff that I like, not like the, of them being clerks. That would yeah. have been better. It was like the tone of it. Like while I was processing a breakup, it was just very bad. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, this is the fucking word. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Like it didn't get picked and I hope they burnt it. Like yeah. I hope yeah. this isn't still sitting in a filing cabinet. Cause it was so unbelievably bad. And I'm just like, well, writing scripts is hard. I, you know, maybe that was because I'm 20 yeah. and I, I wasn't serious enough to sit down and get good at something. Uh, but yeah, it was um not a good, uh, I mean, I could try writing. I've thought of like, oh, that'd be a neat script. And I, I used to have a friend who, uh, who was a fabulous writer mm-hmm. and, and the funniest guy I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, who like, we always talked about like, wouldn't this be a great script idea? And then we'd kind of start writing one yeah. and outlining something or like wouldn't this be a great idea for you know for a movie or for a tv show and uh that ended up not kind of coming to fruition Mm -hmm. um due to some stuff outside of our control so do you write your jokes down and then tinker them or are you uh, i'll just act it out of my head i my notepads are all a series of just one words yeah okay it's it's this joke is about um uh this joke is about funk music okay so it'll, the in the notebook it'll just say funk mm-hmm. okay um this joke is about hawaiian shirts it'll just say hawaiian okay um this joke is about uh scat uh it'll just say mm-hmm. scat <laughs> um Feel free to Google that totally. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Please do. <laughs> so, uh, and that's I, because you just know, I know what job. it is in your head. Yeah. yeah okay. Like I, I, when I see people that, when I see people that write out their whole jokes, mm-hmm. I'm afraid if I do that, I'll sound scripted and I won't sound natural. Yeah. So I have to just kind of vibe with it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I know most of the words mm-hmm. and I know the order they go in. Okay. So I'll try to try to make sure that I get them in the right order. But but when you originated them, do you do you write them out? Is it something? No, I, I'll say them out. Yeah. Okay. It's how it, uh, it's it's how it feels in my mouth when I say yeah, it. Yeah. You know the the beats and the cadence and and all of that. Okay. That's and you never like go back and revisit or try to do you go back and revisit and try to rewrite some of that or add tags or uh i'll always try to add tags um i'll always try to it's not me i don't even know where my phone is it probably was me (laughs) (laughs) i'll always i'll always try to add a tag because i'm lazy and that's free jokes (laughs) um you don't have to write more jokes if you just write more tags it's fair uh (laughs) I if a joke and and this is what I love about comedy is the the instant editing process. I can write a joke, a couple hours later, say it on stage and see if it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Good. 
oh, it's not funny. Bad. It's kind of funny. Okay, now I got to work. <laughs> you know, why Why did this, what part of this do I need to change the, the order of the, the concepts? Do I have to change my wording? Do I have to change my cadence? Was that just an audience that didn't get it? Maybe a better audience might, you know, vibe with it better. You know, those are the the questions I ask when I'm writing and jokes don't work, which is often. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, if a joke works right away, then it's like, okay, good, file it away. Or if something, like, just bombs and it doesn't feel good on stage. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then I'll abandon it, and that's an easy call. Do you always abandon it, or do you try, like, a couple times with jokes? I'll try a few times. And there's, I can't think of very, I can't think of any bits that I've only done once. Okay. But like, I've definitely done ones where I've tried it a few times and I'm like, nope, can't find it, or nope, the payoff isn't worth. If I can make it work, it's not worth it because it's just not a good payoff. Or, gotcha, gotcha. You know, so that's, it's, I'm a slow writer. Oh, I, I take a while to come up with um, new good material because everything, it just kind of comes out full force. Like I'll just be sitting around and be like, oh, that's a joke. Like just the thought occurs. Yeah. It's not. Like, I don't, I can't workshop or like when people like sit down and like, I'm going to sit down and write five jokes yeah, today. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I, you know, if I think of a joke then I will have written one. That's, that's how my shit usually is. It just pop, something weird will pop in my head and I'll be like, that could be funny. Yeah. Something will happen to me and I'll be like, thanks yeah. for the material. Yeah. Thank you. And then I'll, I'll move on or, you know, we'll be talk. I'll be having a conversation with somebody and be like, okay, I can bit that. Sometimes I get into like I feel almost like it's a brain mode or like a switch like it'll be sometimes like when I wake up first in the morning like really early I'll be thinking of stuff and I'll be like rather than looking at it this way I should look at it like this and that's how I end up getting a lot of my bits and stuff like that. I could see shitting on a bucket in the morning could get a lot yeah. of material yeah. I can might, see that. Might, uh, <laughs> might help push along the process you know. Long story we'll fill you in later. <laughs> No, yeah, so he's got, had toilet issues. We got uh, a couple more minutes here. So, Dan, I want to... Did you have anything you want to plug? You want people to check out? So, I, I run... A, if you live in southeastern Michigan, or you don't, and you want to visit uh, southeastern Michigan... Who doesn't? Uh, it's uh, inexpensive now to fly, probably. Um, <laughs> we have... Uh, you got it. You got Did it. you see people were making uh, masks out of old bras and shit? I would. That sounds worse. Um, you got a concern? That is that funny sounds, though. I like that. That sounds worse. No, I, um, I run a I run a, a twice a month show at uh, Supernatural Brewing, which is a uh, neat little brewery in Livonia, Michigan. Uh, they they have a, a wide range of rotating beers. Uh, my wife loves their stouts in particular. Um, they've got a Kolsch that I think is pretty good. Um, and then also coming up, if you're in southeastern Michigan, we have uh, the Comedy Rumble on March 30th okay. is at Eastern Michigan University. Nice. Uh, my yeah, that room looks nice, too. And I close, I'm closing that, which is nice. uh, awesome because now awesome. I can... Uh, show a bunch of co- a bunch of kids that were like ten when I was in college. Uh, who's boss? Yeah, who's um, boss? You know, watch. Uh, hey, when I was here, you were all in fifth grade. <laughs> That'll be me on stage. I call them the Youngs. So. But you no, know, that's gonna be an, the auditorium's great. Um, it's a great facility, so that'll be really great. And the Rumbles are good shows. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, tickets on sale now. Um, yes, sir. So when is the next uh, show at Supernatural? Uh, this Thursday coming up. This, uh, this will come out Tuesday. So okay. Yeah, yeah. So in two after this comes out in two days, two days uh, we got some people from Chicago. Um, Angel Garcia, um, 
uh, Whitney Wasson. Marcus Olin's in town. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I got him. Uh, Yaz. I got Yaz on this one. So I overbooked this. So I, I won't be actually performing on that show because uh, there's no time. Yeah. I got too many other good comics. That's that's a good problem to have. Yeah, though, yeah. It? it is a good problem to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and you were you mentioned politics a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. and I did see that over this past weekend, uh, you and a friend of the cast, Mr. Dustin Burwell, yes. hosted a, a comedy show for Mr. Bernie Sanders, correct? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Feeling the burn. Nice. Yes. You guys, what, what was the... What, I guess what was the overall goal? Like, what were you doing with the show? What was uh, the goal? Was a uh, uh, an art uh, incubator in Ypsilanti, mm-hmm. the Ypsilanti Art Incubator. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> if you will, uh, uh, was looking for uh, ways to uh, generate some 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 both money and some some buzz for Bernie Sanders as part of kind of a weekend long, not just the comedy event but other events. There were some music events. There were some gallery events okay. um, in and around Ypsilanti. Um, so we had some comedy shows um, Friday and Saturday. Uh, I was not at the Saturday show because uh, uh, yesterday was my wife's birthday. <laughs> so I was I was uh, at a, a, a birthday party uh, with sense. her. Um, but we were there. Uh, I was out there. Dustin ran that one. Um, and then I was out on Friday. And we had, um, you know, we got a lot of comics to come out. That was great. Um, the fundraising went well for the, the uh, MC Art Incubator. They did a good job good. Um, getting that all set up. That's cool. Um, the the location was kind of wonky, um, so that I think and the short notice of the the planning I think depressed the attendance numbers a little bit. Gotcha. But um, based on my conversations with Alexa at the MC Art Incubator. Uh, I think it was a net positive for for everything in terms of the way through the community outreach and, and all that. So that's that's good. That's always good to hear when you can. So it's a win. Use comedy to raise money and bring knowledge to people about a presidential candidate that you support. That's that's always a good thing. Yeah, um, it's the more than just shit posting on Facebook, man. Yeah. Like it really, it's 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 so easy to just shit post on Facebook and Twitter and not actually do anything in the world and. Um, I used to be more. I used to do more activism personally, physically, um, when I was younger. So uh, it was nice to kind of dip my toe back into that, if, if only for a weekend of uh, doing a little bit of organizing. That is cool. Good. If you want to call it like again, hard air quotes on organizing. <laughs> but Alexa did a great. She did. Um, yeah. She's the one. She's the, no. I'm. I am some hanger on. Like she. Uh, she did a great job putting putting together a bunch of great uh, programming in downtown Ypsilanti. That's cool, man. I like good causes like that. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, we're wrapping up. To wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Uh, Talents. Uh, I guess I'll give my stamp of approval. You got to go see this guy. If you see him popping up anywhere, he's hilarious. Check the rumbles out. Those are hilarious. Um, I've always enjoyed your stage presence. It's fucking hilarious. Like You just put a weird grin on, on my fucking face oh, when I see I you. I try. But... Um, a lot of people always uh, ask me, like, oh, do you always do that weird shit with your wife? Or is your is your comedy really based on true shit? So I, I've always really wanted to ask you, um, do, do you really hate Mark Wahlberg? Or? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. <laughs> I, I just know, like, does he really fucking hate I him hate that much? I don't like him. That bit, that bit could be longer. That, that could, <laughs> I could do 30 on just, like, uh, all his movies suck. <laughs> Yeah, you're an engineer because you hang out with the Transformers. You suck. <laughs> yeah, you're an English professor with a gambling problem. Would you lump nerds at the library to research it? Shut up, you big lump. Yeah. He did some interview a few years. No, that joke came from. <laughs> that joke came from. The, I knew it would spur him up. Yeah, 
<laughs> that that bit came. I have a bit about how much I don't like Mark Wahlberg, and that bit came from uh, I saw an interview that he did a few years ago, where he was like, you know, if I was on the planes during nine eleven. <laughs> Nine eleven wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. I would have been and on it, all four planes. It's like, yeah, it's like, dude, you were, there's one of you. You were uh, if you're on one plane, nine eleven wouldn't have happened. That's what happened to Flight ninety three. <laughs> like first, two. Have you played a cop in so many movies that you now think you're a cop? <laughs> you're racist enough to be one. <laughs> You're gonna get sued. That's awesome. That's <laughs> that awesome. is what it is. He seems to have he seems to have made a, a strong effort to rectify his his past misdeeds, and and that's laudable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think he's a very good actor, and I think he's annoying. Yeah. So I just remember the um, first time I seen you said and you said that I'm like, yeah, Mark, Mark Wahlberg's kind of a fucking douchebag sometimes. <laughs> it's he's and he's not a bad actor necessarily. It's yeah. just. He picks roles that he's. They keep they, people keep casting him in bad roles. Yeah, yeah. Like he's great in Boogie Nights. He's great in Pain and Gain. Um, he's great in The Departed. Yeah. Uh, stop casting him as somebody who's got a college degree. <laughs> <laughs> like stop. Like, fucking stop. <laughs> you know, stop. Can you make a good like uh, garbage man or yeah. postal I, worker, maybe. I'd love to see. Well, he was. Um. Oh no, I'm thinking, that's Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's the Philly, he's the Philly field goal kicker, the yeah. trash pick. No, that's Tony Danza. Yeah. No, they're the same guy, just with different, <laughs> slightly different accents. And more people need to treat Mark Wahlberg like Tony Danza yeah. and not like a good actor. That's pretty good. So what, they need to give him a daytime talk show? Oh, that would be so bad. That would be awesome. No, he just has to, he would be, no, he needs to be, he needs to just put him on Law & Order. Make him a cop on Law & Order. Yeah. That would work. He would. Just, that would be like yeah. the best season. He's a good character actor who just keeps being cast as the star of these movies, and he just really you can't you can't stop setting movies in Boston for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was actually I wanted to go out. Uh, the very last thing I wanted to talk about was I think one of my favorite memories of you, Dan, was you'd come out to CBW and we were having a kind of off night with mm-hmm. attendance. There wasn't a lot of people there. You took the wireless microphone. Oh yeah, and yeah, 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 the bar yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk to these guys over here. <laughs> at the bar with the people who were telling them your jokes, and I think that's hands down. Like you were the only comedian to do that that night. And that was good. One of the only comedians I see have seen do something like that. And that, that, was, that was in the first place I did that. <laughs> um, I did that at um. There was a room in Taylor, the Hideaway. Jeff oh, Thomas yeah, used yeah, to run. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, A former, a, a former Mike. Uh, that had a great sound system. Yeah, it was and it awesome. A, a wireless mic, great, no feed. You could be anywhere in the building, and it would not feed back. <laughs> and uh, I just, I saw the wireless mic, and I'm like, and it was a full room, like there was good attendance for this mic. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I just walked around, going up to people's tables and telling them each just like a joke, like a one liner, yeah, from table to table. And then eventually I ended up in the kitchen because <laughs> I had the, I was using the space and nobody was stopping and I had 10 minutes to kill. Uh, so I, I, yeah, when I see wireless mics and good sound systems, it's always in my mind. I'm like, Oh, I could probably walk around and really use the space and, uh, and bother people. That's, that's it. Like I said, like, that's something I, like I highly enjoyed. And like I forgot Matt said, about that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, if uh, you have a chance to check them out, or if you get a chance to go to Supernatural Brewing on this Thursday coming up, uh, definitely suggest it. Uh, thank you, Dan, for coming out. Yeah, I have, I have it, some brother. social medias. Do you mind if yeah, I go? Oh, yeah, plug it on, on, dude. on Twitter. I'm at Dan Splaining. 
Uh, on like that. Instagram, it's I'm Dan Splaining. Just I am Dan Splaining. And on Facebook, uh, you could find me at Dan Turco thinks he's funny. There you go, Towelettes. Check them out. Check them out, Towelettes. Steve. Or don't. I don't want to seem pushy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We'll be the pushy ones. Do yeah, it, yeah. Towelettes. Check them out and make sure you stay moist.